Go ahead. Hi, my name is Violet. Hi, my name is Jacob. Hi, my name is Izzy. We're seventh graders. Um, I'm really passionate about basketball. I'm really passionate about hanging out with friends. I'm really passionate about softball. You're, You're listening, listening to, to the South Milwaukee Park. Oh my god, we had it! <laughs> Welcome to the SMA Podcast. My favorite intros are like the ones you just heard, where it devolves into giggles. Having a chance for some silly fun at school makes the whole day a little better. Today on the podcast, we're talking to members of the school board about some serious topics. In one way or another, since the spring, the idea of a referendum has been mentioned as a way to close the gap between the district's revenue and its expenses. Let's face it. The same squeeze you and I feel when we get our electric bill or check out at the grocery store. That's happening to school board, too. Where you or I have to heat and light a 1,500 or 2,000 square foot home or apartment, the school district has more than 700,000 square feet to worry about and 2,800 students who need teachers, coaches, aides, and more. But it's one thing to mention going to a referendum. It's another thing to really consider what that would mean that's what the school board's been considering this fall. Do we need a referendum? If so, how much should we ask the community for? How many years would we ask for it to continue? If you're a follower of this podcast, I'll ask you to bear with me one more time with this analogy. When it comes to funding from the state of Wisconsin, South Milwaukee can't get more than the law says. For example, and here's our go-to analogy, the state says we can only have $10. Madison will give us $7, and we can bill the taxpayers for $3. If the state gives us $8 next year, we can only bill the taxpayers for 2 That is, unless we ask the taxpayers in the form of a question on the ballot on Election Day. That's a referendum. There are two kinds of referendums. Operational, that's used to pay for equipment and non-constructed related expenses, and a capital referendum, one meant for building things, like the 2004 capital referendum, that built our high school. If you follow the school board meetings online, and you can go back and watch them, the board is debating asking for a $2 million non-recurring operational referendum for the next five years. That could change, but that's where they're at as of their meeting on November 27th. Today we'll hear from two board members about those deliberations as they consider a potential referendum what they're hearing from the community when they're out and about, and what the additional funds might be used for if they chose a referendum. Uh, joining us today is Angie DeFort, the vice president of our school board. Angie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so tell me about yourself. How long have you been on the board? Uh, well, first, and how many kids you have in the district? And tell me about yourself. Yeah, of course. Uh, so first and foremost, I am a parent in the district. I have two children. I have a freshman and I have a senior. Um, I've been on the board. I'm on my third year. Uh, my term will be up this year. Um, and I have been an active member of our school district, volunteering my time for many years. I ran the book fair at Blakewood for a decade um, while my children were there. And I also became the president of that PTO towards the end of my child's tenure at that school. Um, I decided to run for the board because I do love giving back to my community. I love um, the opportunities that we have to impact our students. And so this was the next kind of natural progression for me to make it more official and run for the board. Mm. What um, You said before I turned on the record button that you didn't even fully understand what the board 
um, being on the board was. What what is does it mean to be on the school board? Yeah, so it wasn't 100% clear to me all of the things that being on the school board might mean. Um, I knew it was an opportunity to have more of a voice in some of the decisions that um, are made. But really what being on the school board is, is ensuring that we've got um, our policies in place and that we are coming together to uh, really think about what's important for our district. So things that are really important to our board are equity um, and ensuring that every student has everything that they need to be successful. And this um, term, we had the opportunity to bring in a new superintendent, and that was really important work to make sure we had the right leader for our district to move that forward. Mm, Okay. Um, And, well, today we're here to talk about um, the fact that you're considering going to referendum. Um, It's not just the financial side either, right? You hear about curriculum all the time and right all high level aspects of what's going on in the district yeah absolutely so um some of the reasons that we are considering referendum is to do something i'm really passionate about and that is to develop some k-12 articulated pathways we want to ensure that our students are coming out of our district as individuals that are able to either continue on to college or perhaps they want to go right into the career field maybe they want to become an electrician and and go through a Uh, certification program perhaps at a technical college children leave here through um, with we want every door open to them once they leave here and if we are able to bring in these articulated pathways that would help them learn what they might like to do and also what they might not like to do I think it's really important that our children are able to explore many options through their um, time with us so that they learn what might they want to do as they leave us sure and, and kind of as i explained at the beginning of the show um that they're the the school district uh, sh- hopefully it's not a surprise to people uh it ran a deficit this year um it's projected to have a deficit next year um and there's no extra money that's going to come in unless we um go uh, have a conversation with the community um so it's either budget cuts um you know, or finding efficiencies in the system, or doing that, and um, potentially exploring a referendum. Uh, is that kind of how you understand it, too? Yes, absolutely. Um, throughout my entire tenure or time on the board so far, we've been talking about the budget, right? We did get some one-time funding through ESSER, uh, but that is not something that we wanted to use on any recurring expenses, and we were really strategic about how those that money was used through things like HVAC at um, a couple of our schools and one-time needs, and we're at a point now where we're looking to First of all, pay for some recurring costs, and we don't want to do that and cannot do that through one-time funding, of course. Um, and then we want to improve our students' lives here through those articulated pathways, through stronger sa- safety initiatives like fobs on key fobs on doors, so we um, are able to have records of who's accessing rooms, make them safer, the interior doors. Obviously, the exterior doors are already fobbed, um, but do things to just improve our school district and keep up um, with the cost of inflation and things like that that we're all facing. Sure. And kind of about that security piece. I mean, um, I guess people know from their own homes, if you give a key to somebody, you don't necessarily always get it back or, you know, uh, managing that and paying for copies and knowing where they are. um, There's software solutions to that that um, that we have access to, but they just cost money to implement but actually might save money in the long run and improve our security so we know who comes in where and when um, 
And right now we kind of have a combination of both. We have some some fobs and some some locks and some some other things. So um, that's I think that's what we're talking about, right? When we're talking about those security upgrades. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, and camera placements. I mean, we have lots of cameras, um, but uh, you know we've identified places where more could be. Um, what maybe if we step back a minute and kind of talk about this this road that the school board's on, deliberating about whether uh, a, a referendum is something that the district needs for its budget. Um, maybe talk about how this started last year, you know, this conversation and where how we've got down the road we're at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so throughout every budget cycle, something that takes place is looking for opportunities to reduce spending, of course, um, making sure that we're being very efficient with our, our money and good financial stewards is one of the most important things that the school board can do and does do. Um, as we have looked more recently with our declining enrollment, we have seen a greater need. Um, and so we started talking about would a referendum be something that we want to consider? And obviously the conversation first started at the board level, but we wanted to see community input and we have been doing that um, through several efforts. We've had community listening sessions here in our high school commons. Uh, Dan Arnold has sat at the community center, and I believe that yourself, you have as yeah, well, right? Yeah. At the community center, and I've sat with Dan um, to get feedback from a variety of community members that have come in to use our fitness center, also sitting at our uh, theater entrance as, as people came in to see our production of Clue. Um, and I've also just had conversations with any contacts I have in the community, any of my friends, things like that, to understand what uh, they might think about a referendum and talk about why it's necessary to consider. Sure. And wh what have you been hearing? What do people say? Yeah, I've, I've been hearing, uh, I'm sure it's no surprise, of course, that everybody has, is feeling a penny pinch or needs to be pinching their pennies, right? Under Feeling a, the impact of inflation and things like that. Um, so people are not surprised that our district is also in that situation, but also mindful that you know, where some people are at a point where they cannot afford additional money to be on their um, on their tax bills. So that's something that we need to be very mindful of. We do have a unique opportunity, though, um, as we've talked about the possibility of referendum. We have a unique opportunity because we've got energy efficiency credits falling off, mm -hmm. where a referendum may have a very minimal impact. So talking with some of our community members about what the impact may be to them as we as we show them the data and how that might be minimal. Um, a lot of people have been surprised, I think, that it is such a low cost. And when, we talk, when we've talked with them, or I've talked with them, and when, when I mention um, how it may minimally impact them, they are usually okay with that. They're usually understanding of why it's necessary and obviously want the best for every student in this district. Mm -hmm. And we, we have information about this on our website, but... Um, when I've sat at those tables uh, and had those conversations, um, the impact we're talking about is roughly if you have a house that's about $300,000 of value, about $70 more a year would allow the district to have uh, $2 million more to help pay for our um, for salaries and these these path articulated pathways and, and security upgrades. Um, and then people can adjust kind of from there. And when there's you know, there's tons more detail on our website about that, but um, that's kind of where where we think we're at when we're talking to families. Um, and what's the conversation on the board been like about this? 
it's been um, a conversation that I'm I'm sure everybody can relate to. It's trying to understand how is this the right decision, I guess, first and foremost. Have we exhausted every other possibility? And what, what kind of things do we need? Um, teacher retention, staff retention is something we really value and we need here. Continuity for these children is really important. It's, it's great to go back to previous schools. You know, if you're a high school senior and you're going back to your elementary school, isn't it great to see that some of those teachers are still there? So staff retention is huge. We really do value that here. Uh, and this referendum would mean being able, hopefully, to do that, right? That's part of part of staff retention is, mm-hmm. is being able to pay them a wage that is desirable. Yeah, and competitive. I mean, it, we've said here uh, that it, it's a tight market to get teachers, you know, um, and to keep keep teachers because there's a lot of opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, so that's definitely been part of the conversation at the board level. And then talking about other things that we think are important to consider for our district, like the articulated pathways and improved safety um, for our schools, really important to our board overall. But of course, talking about that financial impact, is it something that our residents can tolerate? Is it, you know, is it the right move for our district, for our community? Mm-hmm. Um, that energy efficiency grant um, if I'm reading the charts correctly, and I think I am, uh, the the community has already given us 2.8 million dollars um, in authorization to to pay for these grant these efficiency upgrades. We don't, uh, we've done those, so that would fall off. So, if, if the request stays as it is, as the board is considering it now, um, instead of 2.8 million dollars, we'd ask for two, and so that 0.8 would would go back, and that's where that that cushion is, I think, in the tax levy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's what keeps it down. Yeah. Um, So anything else that, you know, we should know right now where the board's at when discussing a potential referendum? Um, It's, I guess I would just say that we are um, loving feedback. We really want to get as much feedback as we can from our community. So any opportunities that we have for that, we're all in on. um, And we're, in the community so if any resident sees us out please have a conversation with us you can contact us on our emails um, it's on our website so we'd love to hear from from people and understand what they're thinking about it great well angie ford vice president of our school board thank you for coming into the smi podcast thank you um, now joining us is board member patrick hints uh, patrick welcome to the podcast hey good afternoon dan how you doing um, yeah, thanks for thanks for inviting me here today. Yeah, so happy to have you. Um, so, uh, you know, we just listened to uh, my conversation uh, with Angie DeFord. I, I'd ask you the same question: What got you into um, politics and the school board? Um, yeah, I'm pretty lucky that I was elected a couple times and reelected. I'm on my uh, fourth year. Uh, I have been a lifelong resident in South Milwaukee, and politics has kind of been in my family since the early 70s when my mom ran for an uh, alderman, not alder person. Uh, also, um, when I was in sixth grade, Mr. Nicholson, my sixth grade teacher, uh, also got me interested in politics. And actually, the two of us ran the election for, uh, well, I'm dating myself here, but uh, <laughs> that was uh, for uh, Ford and Carter. So even in an early age, there was a lot of sense of community and civics that we were taught. Who won? In grade school. Who won that year? In 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 the middle school. In South Milwaukee in sixth grade. Um, 
Uh, Carter one. Carter one. Yep. Okay. So um, tracked. Tracked. Sure. Oh. But um, yeah, and then the same thing. Um, I was involved in student government in high school, uh, and so it just kind of went along uh, that way. But specifically, about five or seven years ago, they had a planning session, and I, I attended it. It was a strategic planning goal, so I was like, hmm, I wonder if I, how I could fit in with that. And then a few years later, it came up that I thought, you know, um, I think I'll run for office. Another thing going on my mom that she, her she was a chief poll worker so when I moved back to Wisconsin actually I was a poll worker at Blakewood which was interesting to see the school I grew up in I was working there and then later on I was promoted and I was a chief election officer so I ran elections um, in Blakewood and then also I took over Lakeview so kind mm -hmm. of local politics has been in my family and my blood since uh, the early 70s yeah. as you've been in the community and kind of described this to not not this, but the um, potential referendum that the board is discussing. What feedback are you getting? Uh, well, I'd say you know what what I'm hearing you know is a lot of people are saying, well, it's hard for me. You know, inflation has gone up, our assessments went up, um, our I think our water bill is going up by eight percent. So all around, you know, people are are feeling pressure. But on the other hand, um, all the people in my neighborhood who I talked to and I grew up on on the streets of South Milwaukee in the 70s and I'll have children they understand the importance of of education uh, I try to not go this political bent it's just how would you have liked to seen your children be invested in so that's kind of how I pose the question to them and looking long term how does a vibrant school system that you decided here in the 70s move your family here how in this next generation because currently now I am seeing more kids on the streets outside of Manistee Gap compared to when I when I was growing up. So I'm kind of asking, well, think about the education that your children had here. And this is probably one way that you can think about ensuring this current group of people that are growing up in South Milwaukee, you know, how they'll be able to achieve what your children would be able to achieve. Mm -hmm. For context, I looked up how many school districts um, have gone to referendum in the last calendar year. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. According to the Wisconsin Association of School Boards, last year, um, 68 school districts asked 82 questions on the ballot. So uh, one could be for an operational referendum, one can be for, uh, you know, um, one for construction, a capital referendum. That was just in April of last year. In the fall of 2022, 56 school districts had 77 school referendum questions on the November 8th ballot. That's according to the uh, to WEAC, the Wisconsin Education Association Council. In a long-term study of the of Wisconsin's 434 school districts um, that examined referendum since the 90s, found that 356, or 82% of them, have used referendum option at least once. Uh, most use the option three times or less. There are two more school board meetings uh, before the board has to make a decision for you to weigh in uh, with your opinion on this. Um, you can reach any of our board members from the school board page of our website. Their email addresses are there. Or you can send a general email to info at scsm.k12.wi.us. Um, whether you're for or against it, we hope you weigh in with your thoughts and and really help them make an informed decision. This is the SMA Podcast. We will see you next time.